Welcome to this edition of the Hello Lakeshore Podcast. We chat with nonprofits in Manitowoc County, as well as individuals who make up the spirit of the Lakeshore. Now, here are Craig Dillon and Ashley Bender. Well, thank you for checking out this week's edition of Hello Lakeshore. I'm Craig. And I'm Ash with United Way. Craig, guess who yeah. we have here today? Well, I I can take three guesses. Okay, I'll give you three. I bet I can get it in one. All right, let's see. What do you got? Joe Namath. <laughs> no. Broadway Joe, I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the voice of Pastor Matt Sauer. That's Welcome. Right. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to be here. How are you? I'm doing great. Oh, cooler temps outside. Uh, Thanksgiving already in the rearview mirror. And we're back in business at the warming shelter once again. We are. We opened up on the 15th of November, mm-hmm. and so we're um, a couple weeks in already, and it's amazing. Now, hours for the warming shelter, first off. I want to get that down just so everybody knows. You know, okay, it's so, so it's a, a drop-in shelter, low mm-hmm. barrier. So we open um, weeknights. Folks are able to come into the kind of the entryway of the building at around 6.30 p.m. Okay. Okay. And then um, that's kind of like the holding place. Well, there other things are happening in the main room where they'll be sleeping, the that's be cleaning up, getting the meal ready. So by 7.30, they're in, they're in the main room and able to set up and go to sleep if they want to or have dinner. Then they're out the next morning um, by 8 a.m. Okay. So, and on the weekends, we move. Um, they can come in a little bit earlier because volunteers are able to be a little bit more flexible with their schedule. Overnight, is there... A person involved, like a volunteer or anything, overnight then? Yes, we actually have two volunteers that are there. They stay awake all night long, Um, uh, usually four-hour shifts. Um, Some people want to take all, you know, 12 hours or so. Um, Wow. Yeah, we don't encourage that because then they're often dead for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, um, but yeah, so there's two people that stay awake um, in case there's anything that, that guests might need. And the location is uh, at First Presbyterian Church. Yes, 502 North 8th Street. Perfect. Same place we've been since 1870. Yes, <laughs> yes, you have, yeah. And can you give just a quick little history for somebody who's maybe um, unfamiliar with the warming shelter? Where did the warming shelter get its start and why? Okay, so um, the first thing to say that Manitowoc has two great shelters that are program-based, the Haven and Hope House. Mm-hmm. So we're not in competition with them. We actually are in partnership with them, and their executive directors actually serve on our steering committee. So what happened once those places were up and running, it was still became obvious to um, to the community that there was still this gap. Yeah. Um, people who just needed a place to go, perhaps just for a night, um, maybe they didn't want to sign up for all the other case management and program things, or frankly, there's wait lists Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm So year after year, you know, people would sit around and say, who could take this on? No one could really do it. So one night we were at a a church council meeting and one of our our elders just said, okay, we need to do this. We're, We're tired of watching this. We need to make this happen. And then luckily, because of some great goodwill that had been created by the church over over the years, within a few weeks, we were able to pull together a great group of people. Um, we visited some shelters in Sheboygan and Oshkosh and Green Bay, started working with the city, and and next thing that happened in, in October. So by the by, one year later, we had all the proper 
permissions and everything. And we opened up um, last year. We actually opened on November 1st last year. And it, um, we didn't really have any real problems. Mm-hmm. But the, the goal is, is, is uh, our mission is simple. No one deserves to freeze to death at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we open the doors and we try to, we can only have 12. That's just a space-related issue. And how many yeah. did you serve that first year? We served um, 53 distinct individuals. Okay. So. so the issue of homelessness is definitely real. It's here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so the other way of looking at it is that uh, we're allowed to be open um, 150 nights. So if you do 12 times 150, you get 1,800. Okay. So we had occupancy at 88% of that. So almost every night we were full. Gotcha. Um, it took about a month for people to discover it. Sure. So yeah, so we, we were busy and necessary, and there were still some people we couldn't serve. And yeah, because you have that capacity of, you said, 12. Right. Yeah. yeah that's Was based on fire code and stuff. Um, it's actually ground level. It is. Um, it's, um, 8th Street, where the church is, is kind of on a hill. So on one part of the building, it can seem like the basement, but it's really ground level if you're on the lower side. Oh, and yeah. I know that that, yeah. that that seems weird. So folks can come right in from 8th Street. They, there's no stairs okay. or anything. Yeah, so. Zero entry. Tell us a little bit about who the warming shelter is for. Okay. So um, again, we, we call ourselves a low barrier shelter, which means our goal is to set up as few barriers as possible um, for folks to be there. So we're serving um, those who are living in in homelessness. And so who are those people? Um, Sometimes those might be people who had a bad breakup and they were the one that didn't get the house or the apartment. Um, They could be people who um, have had um, horrible debt and housing was not the place that their money was able to go to. So they, they got evicted. That might be medical debt. It could be, you know, for, for a lot of other reasons. Again, we don't, we don't judge why they're, Mm -hmm. they're in that situation. There are folks who um, have physical disabilities that limit their ability to work, to raise certain funds, also limits, particularly in Manitowoc, there are some apartments available, but they're not handicapped accessible. Okay. Um, and so sometimes these are more ones that might be in a house or something, and and folks can't get there. There are other folks who um, I would never say they choose to live in homelessness, but they certainly have made some choices not to want to live in a traditional housing okay. situation. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, there, there are some folks, of course, that have also had some drug and alcohol-related issues. Mm-hmm. Um, they have mental health diagnosis, and all of that might limit their ability to, to keep stable housing or to have a job. Um, and so we, we see all sorts of things. But one of the things I want to make clear is that many folks who are homeless also work. Mm-hmm. So, so we have the working homeless, mm-hmm. and and I know it's difficult for some people to understand. But between a housing market that is expensive and has limited opportunities, um, we have people who you know who some folks leave early. They leave at four or five in the morning from the shelter uh, because they they go to work, mm-hmm. and that may be they're walking, they're the bus. Um, some of them might have a vehicle or something. Yeah. Others sometimes come in. After the official hours, they've made an arrangement ahead of time, and we've approved that because we know that the work is real, da 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 da, da. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sometimes come after work. So that's a big thing that a lot of people don't realize. 
a lot of different circumstances yeah. out there that you don't think about Absolutely. sometimes. Absolutely. A wide yeah. variety of reasons why yeah. Um, yeah. individuals find themselves. A lot of folks are one paycheck away from mm-hmm. some, some form of unstable housing. Right. Absolutely. You never know when that might happen right. as well. So just to be clear too, does the warming shelter serve families with children? No. So that's because we're low barrier, which means we don't do background checks, mm-hmm. means that there may be individuals that are there that um, aren't appropriate to be mm-hmm. around children. So that's the safety of, of the minors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's also for the guests because mm-hmm. there are guests who their past is their past, but say they're on um, they're on parole papers that say they can't have contact with minors. And then suddenly we're telling them that, well, you can either have a bed or you can violate your parole. When somebody comes into shelter, what are they receiving? What does that service look like? When they sign in, and and basically what signing in literally just means, we have their name and ideally some contact info, a phone number Mm -hmm. or something. And then they also sign a waiver that basically says that our our medical care is 911, mm-hmm. you know. So when they come in, there's a hot meal waiting for them. They get um, a, a bin that has all the linens for their cot, um, including usually we have two or three blankets just because some people are mighty cold, regardless right. of the temperature in the room. Um, linens all, um, I just want to do a shout out to Freighter Holy Family Memorial. Um, they provide linens for us, and then those get um, laundered on a weekly basis and things. So, mm-hmm. so you'll get a bin with with all of that kind of stuff in it, and then you get to choose whichever whichever cot you want, and you can set up your place. Um, some folks will go right to bed, some will eat. Um, lights out is is around ten o'clock, but we also we have we there's there's some books, there's um, puzzles, um, sometimes there's. Um, art projects and things that, that people may enjoy doing. Um, we do have a TV this year that was donated with Netflix, so nice. folks can watch some some TV um, if they want, again, until that lights out time. We all also have had some tablets donated, so if folks need to just, some of it's just contacting their family and, and whatever, but mm-hmm. also they may need assistance in filling out forms, um, pretty much everything from a job application to human services, everything's done online today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you may have a phone, but it's not always easy to fill out forms on a, on a tiny phone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, um, so we have those available. Um, and then, you know, so that there, then we also have toiletry items available. Um, we don't have showers on site, but um, we do partner with the YMCA so folks can have showers. So, They'll they're able to pick up basic um, hygiene issues, shampoo, combs, toothpaste, toothbrush, all of that kind of stuff. Um, we do have a limited supply. We do have we do keep some coats, um, a lot of socks, mm-hmm. um, nice dry socks, um, hats and mittens um, for folks who might need those immediately. We also have vouchers to Goodwill and St. Vinny's mm-hmm. um, so people can actually go and shop for that. Yeah. We also provide some laundry services. Um, though that's more difficult this year because the Globe Laundry is not reopened. Sure, yeah, sure. So, yeah. And again, if anybody wants to volunteer with you guys, we would love that. Um, it ideally it takes about 150 volunteers, mm-hmm. um, and that way no one is doing crazy shifts all week long. But you can go to our website, um, which is manitowocwarmingshelter.org. 
There is a tab there specifically that says volunteers. It will give you a description of what the different positions are, as well as a Google form that you can fill out and let us know your choices. And then we have a great volunteer coordinator that will follow up with you and um, make sure that you get um, the training. We've already had two trainings before the season opened. And um, we, we do more on-the-job training now um, with folks. But no one is going to just be put into any job without having some form of training or have that uh, that experienced person working in partnership. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of opportunities. It's not just the volunteer positions for the overnight, but you need help with meals and things like Correct. that. Correct. Yeah, there's meals, there's check-in, um, there's some things as simple as setting the room up and... Um, each morning and evening, because there are other things that may happen during the day. Um, there's simple cleaning that, that gets done um, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'd like to think we can find a job for everyone. Yeah, thank you for all that you and the team do to serve those in need. If you would like to volunteer or make a donation as well. We didn't get Correct. a chance to talk about that, yeah. but it's manitowocwarmingshelter.org. Thank you so much for being here and on the show with us. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thanks for helping share the work that we do. I just, just want to say this is a community effort. Yes. I mean, it takes everyone. And so we're proud to be a part of a community that cares. Yeah, definitely. Hey, good to see you again. Absolutely. Take care. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Hello Lakeshore, brought to you each week by the United Way of Manitowoc and Seahafer Broadcasting.